The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Uh, young people are being urged to consider the priesthood to give them a sense of direction and meaning. And school guidance counsellors are being uh, sought to suggest that the priesthood is a real choice for their students. I'm joined on the line by Bishop Fonsi Cullinan of Waterford and Lismore. Uh, Bishop Cullinan, good morning. Good morning, Pat, and good morning to your listeners. Now, how big a problem is it, the lack of recruitment? Right. Well, I mean, obviously, the, the, the number of men going forward for priesthood now is, is, is very much less. Uh, one of the papers today said the number was 20 in Maynooth. In actual fact, there are 56 in all studying in various places, in Rome, in Salamanca, Valladolid, various stages of formation uh, for the priesthood. And, you know, we have, we have uh, proposed... Um, a year of vocation for diocesan priesthood especially, but indeed for all priesthood, to propose to, to, to men around the country, Pat, and also uh, for religious vocations, um, to propose the way of priesthood as, as a way of life that, that God is calling men to. And okay. I really believe that. All right. Now, now just to, and, to, to look yeah. at those numbers, um, sure. what is the, the, the length of the formation? Is it five, six or seven years? It's actually more than that now, Pat. The, the, the total from start to finish, if one wants to fill the entire course, yeah. uh, is, is nine years. But if a person, for example, has uh, a certain formation beforehand or has done studies mm. beforehand, that that uh, that can be shortened. Okay, but so looking at that cohort, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm always yeah. doing the, the, the sums on these things. So sure. I'm figuring if you've got 56 people in formation and the average, say, we'll just make it simple for ourselves, say it's eight years, uh, that would sure. mean effective recruitment of only seven a year. I suspect retirements are much, much greater than that. M- much greater than that. Ab- absolutely, that is true. That is true. And, you know, we, we are certainly faced with, with a problem, and we all know that. But, you know, vocations to marriage, vocations to any lifelong commitment in modern society is something which is decreasing. There's no doubt about that. But, we, you know, Pat, like, we, we all know the problems. Um, uh, what, what, what we are proposing is Let's look at the solutions. Let's look at, at, at the fact that, you know, that we believe that God is still calling. God is still calling. And it's, it's difficult to hear the voice of God in today's society. Mm. But like in, in a few moments, Pat, uh, um, I, I'm going to be anointing a man who's, who's sick. He's just outside the door. He was here. He came to me uh, this morning. You know, I, I, I believe that people are looking for the healing touch of Jesus Christ and to hear his voice. And when I, when I think in my own life, and you can think in yours and, and your listeners, we all know good priests, great priests, guys who are always there, who, who, who you know, who gathering people to pray every day, um, mm. giving people a different sense of the meaning of life, um, that it's not just, uh, you know, it's that there is something beyond what we can touch and see mm. and feel, and that the love of, of Jesus Christ is real, and he's still calling. And I really believe in my heart that there are 
men out there that God is calling to the priesthood. Okay, now, now the, the, the yeah. issues, uh, you kind of inadvertently adverted to them when you referred to God is yeah. calling men uh, three yeah. times in our conversation so far. Yes. Now, that yeah. is definitely an issue that you can't uh, be a priest if you're a woman. Uh, you can't marry unless you happen to be an Anglican who's uh, moved over to the Roman Church. Uh, you can't mm-hmm. be married as a priest. And I would suggest these are, you know, very practical obstacles. Uh, Just to to conclude my question with an anecdote, on Saturday I was at a funeral service in my local Church of Ireland church conducted by the female rector, Rector Elms, Uh, um, and it was a wonderful service. So, you know, people would be saying, why does it have to be exclusively women? Is this something that is just tradition and can be reversed. Peter, after all, allegedly was married, and so on and so forth. That sure. in the modern era that you don't have an equality is a huge problem. Okay, well, the, the first thing is that, you know, it is, it, is, it is the Lord Jesus who instituted the priesthood, and he chose men, and that is, that is the way it has been. Um, but women were invisible know, in public life in those times. Women are well, no longer invisible in yeah. public life, very prominent in public well, life. So he was only doing yeah. what would have been acceptable to the mores of the day. Well, in actual fact, priestesses were, were known in religions all around uh, the Holy Land. So, in fact, at the time of Jesus, there were priestesses, but the Lord didn't go that way. Now, um, You know, women are absolutely essential in the church. But, you know, like this this idea of a quick solution that we'll we'll ordain women and then we'll all be fine. Like I had in this diocese here and we had speaking at our conference in Maynooth a few weeks ago, a man by the name of Gavin Ashenden, who was a Church of England uh, minister um, who became a Catholic and you know, he, he will tell the story that, you know, in the Church of England, the ordination of women hasn't been a quick fix solution to the number of vocations. In actual fact, they're going down. So we can learn from that, that, you know, it, it is something that God has, out of God's wisdom, um, um, chosen for the church, men for this particular role, and that there are all sorts of roles as, for example, Pope Francis now is breaking the mold in that sense and allowing more roles for women. But the specific issue of priesthood and is, is something that following Jesus in this particular way and taking the risk for Christ, mm-hmm. taking the risk for him, that he is calling, and who am I to... to to stand and say, okay. well, Lord, but, but, I think you're wrong. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, that, that is fair enough. You don't uh, go against, sure. uh, the, as you understand the Lord's uh, word. But what about um, the sure. idea of allowing male priests, if you're going to confine it to men, to, to be married, to have families? Yeah. Well, again, you see, it's a question of, it's a question of vocation. Um, um, you know, I, I no I because you know the Anglican yeah. priests who convert, yeah. can, can, they don't yeah. disavow the misses. They that is true. They that hang on true. to their a, spouse and family. That that is that is true, and that's a particular that's a particular uh, you know example of, of of that. That is true, but like you know, marriage in, in itself, I mean, is a very difficult 
and wonderful, wonderful, of course, but challenging um, vocation in its own right. And uh, how can a man, and this is, this is something that I've, I've noticed, and I've spoken to Church of Ireland ministers about this, um, the difficulty of trying to live the two vocations, the two vocations of does he give his heart to his parishioners or to his wife and family. And it's always a dichotomy there. And I think that for me and for the priests whom I know and the happy priests that I know, um, they are free to give themselves fully for their ministry in their parishes, in their chaplaincies, wherever it is. You know, um, I worked for five years as a hospital chaplain, and I do not see how I could have done that job, really, if I were married, because in the hospital, it was full on, especially the night calls. But it was also a tremendously powerful ministry of of being Christ to the sick. Yeah, but, the, you know, the, the idea that a, a doctor, a, a nurse on the front line, all of these people generally have families as well. They minister sure. to their vocation on the front lines of the health service while ministering to their families at home, be they males or females. You know, it's doable. They do, and it is. But don't they? Don't doctors complain all the time that they're absolutely run ragged in hospitals? I have a nephew who's a doctor in Australia, and the reason he left, left is because uh, he just found the hospital system mm-hmm. here was so, so hugely demanding. And may I say, well done to all of our doctors who are tremendous people and who work. So a final pitch then. I mean, you'd like career guidance uh, teachers to introduce the notion of perhaps listening to a calling from God, because it is supposed to be a vocation rather than a job, um, that they should mention this in the classroom. I'm just thinking of some of the lads that there might might be a very cynical response. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Pat, I, I remember when I was a chaplain in, in a third-level college in Limerick, and I would be standing with the bowl of ashes on Ash Wednesday, and I'd see five lads coming down the corridor, and of course they'd all avoid my eyes because they all know what he's standing there for to give them ashes. And they'd go around the corner, but one of them would, would duck back and come back to me and get the ashes. I think that in a group, lads will will act in such a way, but inside in the secrecy of their own heart and the privacy of their their own heart, maybe, maybe that God is calling them. And I think for sure, uh, proposing this happy way of life, it's demanding, but it's good, it's meaningful, and it gives people a sense that God is with us. Well, I tell you, in my own experience, going back to school, uh, one of the greatest <laughs> messers in the class, um, he was the first fellow to have a girlfriend. He was probably one of the first fellows to smoke. He became a Jesuit. <laughs> so there, there you, you go. Well done. <laughs> anyway. Can I just say, Pat, yeah. thank you so much, and long live the Jesuits. And, of course, <laughs> we have a Jesuit in the number one place in Rome. Vocations.ie, if anyone is interested, if there's somebody listening to this right now, maybe God is calling you to be a priest, to be a religious and if that's what the Lord has marked out for you, that's where you find happiness. Bishop Fancy Cullinan of Waterford Lismore, thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.